You're listening to episode 46 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer and let's get to the show. I battle this daily, feeling completely unfocused. And guys, I operate at next level procrastination sometimes. It sucks, it's hard, but it's fixable. So no matter what your personality type is, what you've been through in your life, however you're used to operating, if you have big dreams, big goals, it's time to stop procrastinating and start stepping into a place of focus. And that starts now. So I'm walking you through how I'm doing it and how you can too. Today's review of the day comes from Cheer Girl Kaylee. I follow Elizabeth on all forms of social media, and I'm new to podcasts. I think this specific one's going to be great for me, for where I'm at in my life and my business. Excited to hear more. Thanks, Kaylee. You guys are so amazing. I'm so grateful that you take the time to write these reviews. I read them, I soak them up, I absorb them, and they totally outweigh the bad reviews. So that's got to be worth something, right? So... Anytime you leave a review, make sure you leave your Instagram handle so that I can shout you out, give you a shameless plug, and help you grow your audience as you build your business. Let's get to the show. A few years back, my husband Michael and I took our son Jack out to California. He was about one and a half at the time. I was pregnant with our daughter Marie, and we decided we were going to take this five-week vacation, fly out to California, rent a car, and just drive with no end in sight. So we drove over 3,000 miles, and one of our stops was Yosemite National Park. And on one of the days when we were at Yosemite, we were going on these little hikes. You know, I had, I was pregnant and we had our little boy in tow, but I was always just admiring the beauty of El Capitan, the peak that only the elite hike and climb. And on one particular day when we were there, we noticed that there was a med flight helicopter hovering right above the peak. And what we realized was it was trying to rescue a climber, a climber who was stuck at the top of the mountain. And it was a really windy day, really cloudy, overcast, and really windy. And you can see attempt after failed attempt of this helicopter trying to rescue this person that was trapped at the top of the mountain. Crowds started to form and people were watching this happen, not really knowing what was going on up top. And eventually after probably a couple hours and many attempts of getting this person. We saw the helicopter take off from El Capitan and there was this giant rope hanging from it and there was a guy, a rescuer at the end of the rope holding on for dear life to a bodyboard, to one of those spinal boards that you know EMTs and first responders put someone who's injured on. And we saw that helicopter take off and land in a nearby field where this person could get medical attention. And I didn't want to be an ambulance chaser, so we didn't go over there to see who it was, and I don't know what happened. It could have just been a broken leg. Like, you can't climb down that mountain when you got a broken leg or even a terribly sprained ankle, but it could have been something a lot worse. And I just remember this nagging feeling as we made it through the rest of our trip in California of, you know, I can't control how I go out of this world, but I can control whether or not I go all in whether or not I go all in on my life, on my vision for my life, on my dreams, and that purpose that God placed on my heart. And I feel like that story is just the perfect segue into today's topic. That concept of 
procrastination and lack of focus and the inability to bring forth what it is you're called to do with your gifts in the world. And sometimes it's about building and scaling a business. Sometimes it's about living up to your potential in all different areas of your life. And I went through this phase in my life in my mid to late 20s, kind of for several years, where I was seeking out doctor after doctor to just praying something was wrong with me that they could identify because I felt like I couldn't for the life of me focus. I would stare at my computer and I would open a thousand different tabs and I would start answering one email and I'd be halfway through, not even halfway through a sentence, halfway through writing a word. And mid-word, I would stop because it would remind me of something else and I'd start writing about something else in another email. And it was, I was all over the place. And when it came to bigger projects or things that I knew I had to complete, I was always pushing them off, especially when it came to my business. I had so many goals that I was setting for myself, but I was never really advancing towards them. And I always had a million irons in the fire. So none of them were being fully completed. Like none of them were being brought to fruition, put out into the world where they could actually make their impact on both the people I was looking to serve and on me and my business. So there are different reasons why we might procrastinate. There are different ways we might procrastinate. And if you think that you're alone in it, you're so not. This is one of the most common struggles I see, even in high performers and high achievers that I work with, that it doesn't matter what level they're at. Like this is a struggle for people. You're not broken. This is fixable. And there are strategies that you can implement to help you move the needle, to help you move the needle from procrastinator to someone who's focused, driven, and producing. And it feels good to be in that zone of genius where you are producing, you're bringing your gifts into the world in a really impactful way. So one of the things I identified with myself was that I think I kind of liked the high of doing things last minute. I was going through this exercise of kind of thinking back, okay, can I identify when this started? And I couldn't pinpoint exactly when I started procrastinating. I don't know if I've done it my whole life or not, but I do know I can think of specific circumstances throughout school where I would be doing a paper last minute or I'd be cramming for a test on the way to school. I mean, I was never ahead of the game. And I looked at my classmates who were able to prioritize their work and know that they had a test coming up in two weeks and do a little bit each day to learn what they needed to learn to do well on that test without having to just be so stressed at the very end. And I was always so envious. And in college, I don't think there was a single paper I wrote that didn't happen in the middle of the night the day before it was due. So part of me thought, okay, maybe you like this like rush of knowing that you have to get it done. Then of course, with the help of the mentors in my life, therapists, people who have kind of guided me through the tough circumstances in life, there was something more to it. And maybe this is something that you can identify for you too. It wasn't that I was just motivated by the high of the last minute approach. I was actually motivated by fear. Are you ever motivated by fear? So what do I mean by that? This was a big one for me and a revelation that made my brain explode because when I became more self-aware of habits I formed in childhood, I was able to identify those triggers and those struggles and start to change them, start to change my behaviors. So growing up, most of my achievement was rooted in fear. I've always been a high performer. I've always had high ambition, but that had been motivated by fear. So a deadline or a negative consequence if I didn't do it. But I never learned 
the concept of incremental discipline. And I know you guys aren't going to like this answer. At least some people won't. I'm sure some people tuning in are saying, oh, good. She's going to give us some magic strategy on how to be more focused and procrastinate less. And then it'll really piss you off when I say a lot of this comes down to discipline. It comes down to the good or the bad habits that you're creating every single day. And that was a big one for me. And yeah, it was rooted in my childhood. It was rooted in some of the things that I went through or the lens through which I viewed the world. But I also learned as an adult that this is something I can change through practice, through discipline. You learn incremental discipline by practicing it, by starting small, by creating new positive habits, by connecting these habits to triggers in your everyday so that it's associated with something that you're already doing. I had gone through an entire lifetime of becoming disciplined only through crisis and never really learned how to be disciplined outside of that crisis, outside of that necessity that you have to get it done or else. And it became the gasoline I used to fuel myself to accomplish things. That's why as a 32-year-old woman, I sit down at the last possible second and write 30 pages of email copy that could have been done over the course of six months. Childhood's kind of where we learn to have habitual disciplines with zero motivation. So I want to say that one more time. This is where we learn to have habitual disciplines with zero motivation. You can still do things with no motivation. I hear all the time, but I have no motivation. I'm not motivated like you. I got to wait till I have some motivation. What can I do to get some motivation? You have to have the discipline to do it without the freaking motivation because the vision and the dream for your life is so strong and so visceral when you think about it that you're going to show up and do the freaking work even when you don't want to, even when you're tired, even when it's hard. And that gets crafted through showing up every day, knowing you're working towards the bigger dream, even when you don't want to. The habitual incremental discipline. And this can be basic. Like I said, you start small. So one thing that I did that has really helped me, and guys, this is so simple, but it's simple to not do too. I just started writing on my mirror in the bathroom because I see it every day, at least after I put my contacts in, I can see it. One thing that I'm going to add in that week. So when I want to create a new habit, I don't want to dump a to-do list of things that I have to start doing all at once because then it's just not attainable for me. I'm not going to make it happen, but if I can take one thing and make it a habit through discipline, even when I don't want to do it, even when I have zero motivation, it just becomes a part of my routine. I was talking to one of my friends the other day who's really struggling with the idea of working out, at least being consistent with it, finding a time where she prioritizes it. And it was funny because she's like, Liz, what do you do? How do you get yourself to do it? And I thought back to a time where it was torturous for me when I was working full time and I'd have to get up and it was still dark out and freezing. And I'd have to go down to my basement that was hardly heated in the dead of winter in New England and go push play on a workout that I didn't want to do. It was really hard for me. But then as soon as I decided that that was something that was going to become a habit for me and I tied it to a trigger. That's that's what works for me, a little bit of a reward and a little bit of connection to something I already do. So, I always eat breakfast, right? Before I would go off to work and I was I love my shake and I look forward to it. So, I wouldn't let myself have that shake 
until I did that workout. And just tying those two together, it just became habit really quickly for me, even though I didn't like it, even though I wasn't motivated to do it. So that's one strategy. And I put it on my bathroom mirror. And sometimes it's a week and it's like locked in for me. Sometimes it's a month. I'm not super structured about like how many I dump into my routine, but it's just until I've mastered it. And then I think about something else that I want to bring into my day. Like, for example, I wanted to start waking up and starting my day with prayer before I even got out of bed, before I put my feet on the floor. And there were so many times that I would be so tired and groggy and like, oh, I just got to get to my stuff or I'd forget. And I had to find a way to make that a part of my routine. So it took me a little while to get used to that. And I would put it on my bathroom mirror. And then I knew if I went in and I saw it and I hadn't done it yet because I'd already put my feet on the floor, I would go back into my bed and I would just say a simple prayer. And that was something that just became routine for me. So you can pick what that is and just do one thing at a time. I think another major struggle when it comes to procrastination, and guys, this one, this one's real. Okay, you guys, I think there are going to be people listening that are going to relate to this. We spend so much time talking about the things that we're going to do, but we don't take any of the steps to get there. Someday I'm going to be this. Someday my marriage is going to be amazing. Someday I'm going to be a more patient mother. Someday my business is going to be at this level. Someday I'm going to start that business. We talk and we talk and we talk and we're full of it because we're not creating the habits. We're not taking the action steps and we're pushing it off. We're procrastinating. We're pushing it off and it's just never going to happen. And there's this safe place that I see people get trapped in, and it's usually the same people that have that problem I just mentioned. They get trapped in what I call the knowledge zone, and it's where we think we're mastering something because we're studying it. We're taking the online courses, we're listening to the podcast, we're reading the books, but we're staying there because it's safe. There's no judgment there. We're not putting anything out into the world that anyone can say no to or judge us for. And it's easy to absorb knowledge. It's easy to research and fill binders because we convince ourselves that that knowledge will become our power, but it's not. Mastery doesn't happen in the studying. Mastery happens in action. Action is power. Action is momentum. Momentum is what breeds motivation. So doing the things, not just learning about the things, is where we have to live. And I see so many people talking about all the things they're going to do and they're learning all the things that are someday going to help them get there. And in my heart of hearts, I know that a lot of them never will. And I don't want to tell them. I don't want to look them in the eye and say, oh, okay, are you going to be part of the 1% that actually does it? Are you going to be part of the 99% that just talks about it? So it's time to get out from behind the screen or the book and do. Otherwise, you're nothing more than a note taker and a collector of information. And if that sits well with you, that's one thing. But if it doesn't, if it pisses you off as much as it pissed me off back when I was just a note taker and just a collector of information, and when someone said that to me and it made me mad, if that doesn't feel good, then do. Put the book down and go take action. Don't keep reading more things until you're implementing And then there's another safe place that I see people get trapped, and that's the creation zone. So maybe this is like maybe one step ahead of the knowledge zone, but not really because ultimately it results in the same thing, nothing. It's where they're writing the posts or writing the outline for the book or writing the blogs 
or coming up with the ideas for the different podcasts they're going to start or the business they're going to grow, or they're creating the graphics, coming up with the logos and the branding colors, all the things that will someday be nothing because they don't push it out into the world. They hoard it for themselves. They examine it. They rewrite it. They tweak it. They play with it. They convince themselves they're perfecting their art. But in reality, they're still just dreaming. This is still just dreaming. They found a new hobby though. It's called scrapbooking. They're creating a scrapbook of all the ideas and content and it won't impact the world or change their lives. Guys, imperfect action. Do it scared. Put it out there. Let it flop. Aim for a B, maybe even a C if you're sitting on a pile of content a mile high or a bunch of books that you've already read. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to happen because it's nothing until it happens. It's an idea. It's a dream. It's a scrapbook full of things that you haven't yet done. I've heard it from so many people, but I just want to make sure I have it all ready to go so that when I put it out on the blog, I have the following first and then I have the nurture sequence set up and ready for when they want to opt into the, just stop. I Guys, I say this not from a place of judgment, from a place of, hi, my name's Elizabeth and I did this for like 10 years. I was the talker. I was the dreamer. I was the one that had all the different ideas that never came to fruition. Until someone looked me in the face and said, oh, so you're a scrapbooker? And it pissed me off. And then I started to take imperfect action and it was ugly. That's why I don't delete my posts from forever ago because they suck. They suck. My blogs from forever ago are brutal. Don't read them. They're so bad. But it was what I needed to do to start getting the wheels in motion. It's what I needed to do to prove to myself that I wasn't going to die when I hit post. That I was going to learn from the things that I wasn't doing great. And then there's this other level of people. Maybe these are the go-getters or the ones that have stuff out in the world or they're doing it scared and they're, they're making it happen. I see you, but you're still procrastinating. On something, you're still procrastinating. You want that next level and you dream of the next levels, but something's still holding you back. And likely for you, it's probably some kind of different story because you've done it. Like you've already made the dream happen before. Because you've worked your tail off to get here and you know what it takes to create that dream and you know what it takes to build a business and you know what it takes to get healthy again or or be an amazing wife or husband or mom or whatever it is. And you want to ride this current wave of success because it's a lot easier than trying to do that again. You know exactly what you need to do, but you know that it comes at a price. It comes at the expense of your lazy free time or your TV time, or your scrolling, or your sleep, or your comfort zone. So what can you do then? What can you do no matter where you're at in the journey? What can you do to get more focused when you feel out of control? I'm going to give you guys a gift today. If you go to the show notes, that's going to be elizabethhartkey.com forward slash podcast forward slash 046. You're going to find my not to-do list. This is an exercise that I've done with my recent masterminds that just met. And it's an exercise that my husband and I recently did, and we try to do quarterly. It's all about taking certain things off your plate that are detracting from you actually taking action. For some people, it's going to be something as simple as doing another online course, even though you've already done like six of them, but haven't built anything yet. For some of you, it's going to be the day-to-day tasks that take you away from the things that help you grow, from the things that move the needle. And you're going to create this 
not to-do list, and you're going to decide whether you're going to automate it or streamline it. That's kind of same category. You're going to delegate it or you're going to eliminate it. So I'll give you a few examples. When Michael and I sat down and we went through this full list of duties, and we try to do this every so often when we're being good, we put all different kinds of things on the list. And we start we start kind of higher level. So we start big picture, brain dump all the stuff that you do throughout the week. Like it can be everything from laundry to cooking dinner for the kids to picking them up from school, all the different things. And there are gonna be certain things that you don't, you're not willing to delegate or eliminate like bedtime with your babies or maybe being the soccer coach on the weekends or cooking because you love cooking and that means so much to you to cook for your family, like whatever it is. And it could be some work stuff too that you decide for your business, like this is meant for me to do. My relationships with the people that I'm connecting with and and those relationships I'm building, I can't outsource that. But then this not-to-do list is going to have 10 spots for the 10 things that you know you shouldn't be doing anymore. So a little while back, a couple years ago now, one of my things was TV. And that was probably one of my scariest ones to put on this list because I convinced myself that I earned that TV, that I earned that time, that I deserve to turn my brain off when I work so hard. But I had to look for me. This isn't for everybody. I'm not saying everyone here should have this on their list, but I want to give you a better idea of why I put it on there is because at some point I had to look myself in the mirror and say, okay, am I where I want to be? What are the things holding me back from that? And for me, TV was a big distraction. Like knowing that it was available to me and not yet having the discipline to turn it off when I needed to turn it off and going from episode to episode or wanting to shut my brain off when my brain should really be turned on to go after the things I want, that had to go on the list and that went in the eliminate column. Then there were things like house cleaning, like deep cleaning of the house or laundry. That was something I could delegate. You might think I'm a diva. That's okay. You're not living my life. I'm living my life. And that was something I wanted to delegate because I could. And because it freed up time and emotional energy to focus on what I wanted to be doing that would actually move the needle in my business and my life. So go through this not to-do list and figure out what processes you can create, so automate, what things you can delegate and outsource to someone else, and what things you can just get rid of because they're just not serving you. I had a friend of mine who put alcohol on the list, and that was a really scary one for her because she wasn't an alcoholic. She didn't have a drinking problem, but she decided there came a point where she felt like she kind of needed that glass of wine at the end of the night just to relax. And when she'd have that glass of wine, she'd get sleepy. And that would be time that she would normally be able to pour into something else, whether it be her marriage or her children or her business. And it just wasn't serving her. So she eliminated it. Be bold enough to put the things on there that kind of make you sick to your stomach to think about getting rid of. Because if it's not serving you, develop the discipline to let it go and you're going to be so much better for it. Guys, I don't miss TV. We have a TV in our house. Yes, we live on a farm, but we're not farmers. We're not like country bumpkins. We have a TV. We don't have cable, although we do have an antenna so we can watch sports games when relevant. But we don't watch it. We don't have it in the main section of our house, so it's out of sight, out of mind. 
So go through this exercise. I think it'll really, really help you because a lot of times we think we're just procrastinating. We think we can't focus, but we have a lot of distractions. We have a lot of things pulling at us that maybe shouldn't be on our plate anymore. Maybe shouldn't be in our life anymore. Maybe are things that we can streamline or automate and make a little bit better so that we don't have to be doing it over and over and over again. But listen, real quick, let me remind you, this this isn't easy. If you're good with average or having she dreamed a lot or she was going to change the world or at least she said she was on your tombstone, then own that. I don't care. That's your thing, not mine. But I know that I'm not good with that. And when I say that, I don't mean that you have to start a business to have worth. I don't mean that you have to scale a business to have worth. If it means stepping into your marriage and making it better, then do it. But it's going to take work. If you want exceptional, it's going to take work. If you want to be an amazing, present, patient mother, trust me, that takes work. It takes discipline and habits, new habits to be formed to get there. So if you don't want average, know that this is going to come at a price. This is going to be really hard. You'll probably be pretty tired. But my God, we're literally talking about the life you keep saying you want to live that you were born to live. So step up to that. It's so worth it. You're not just a procrastinator. You don't just have ADD. I have been diagnosed with ADD. It's not stopping me. I'm not letting that hold me back from stepping into my purpose. There are things that I can do to optimize who I am. So I'm not just chalking myself up as a loss because someone called me something. I've got work to do. I've got things I want to accomplish. And I'm guessing you do too if you're here. So with every new level, know that there are new problems. If you think that you're going to just grow and scale your business and get to the next level in whatever it is you want to push for, and then it's going to get easy, you're wrong because that means you're, you're stalled out. If you really believe that you're evolving and you love growth as much as I do, there will always be those growing pains. There will always be new work to be done that makes you uncomfortable and tired. You want to know how I know? Like in my bones, I know that I'm not in the right place in my life. Life starts to feel pretty seamless. It's like easy. I get really comfortable. And that actually doesn't feel good to me because I know I'm capable something more. And it's not to say that there can't be times of rest. There can't be these seasons where you're focused on different things, but I can still be the best version of me. And I can still not push off the things I say I want. I can still get focused and eliminate distraction so that when I'm working, I am present in my work and I'm not pinging between 20 different emails and a bunch of different tabs that are open. And something that really helps me with that is looking at my calendar and having certain days dedicated to certain branches or area of my business or my life. So today, in when I was recording this, it was a Friday, and I had my day was all about content, but I couldn't just have content on the calendar because I could ping around between all the different content that I have to create. So I had block time, and I set a timer on my phone. I put it on airplane mode so that no one could contact me, And I put the phone in the drawer because I'd still hear the alarm when it would go off. But out of sight, out of mind is a thing. Like if my phone's on my desk, my habit is to pick it up and open it, open some kind of app. 
So when I put it in my drawer, it doesn't distract me. And it takes away from that doesn't become a distraction and a procrastination tool. So I set the timer. I had two hours that I was dedicating strictly to email copy and nothing else. And I actually shut the Wi-Fi off on my computer and worked in a Word document so that I wasn't getting notifications of new emails or anything else through my computer either. It's way too easy to get distracted. And this is like, I'm working on having discipline, but I don't have that level of discipline that I can just tune out the world when I have one of those little red dots sitting over my text message app. Like I have to open it. So I, if it's not in front of my face, I can put it aside and and just keep going. But having that block time that's dedicated to something really specific and setting a timer allows you to be really efficient and focused. I get that I'm not everyone's cup of tea. But this stuff, this is real. Like people struggle with this. I am not alone in this. I know that because so many of you have reached out and connected over the fact this is something that you've been battling for years. You can step into it. You can lean into it. You can figure it out and you can live a life full of so much good and so much purpose or you can live a life full of unrealized dreams that never become realities. So today, not tomorrow, not when it's convenient, not when the kids are back at school, not when you have more free time, not when work is a little less busy today. That's how you're going to beat procrastination. And that's how you're going to get focused. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, Take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.